Hi guys, we're here with Courtney and Markeisha, and we are back with back to school tips, transition tips, part two. Hopefully you listened to part one. Exactly, because it was good. And part one was all about, you know, helping your kid transition and things you could do be doing at home and getting ready. And this one's going to focus more on that school piece and school staff and communication with them. So they really are two parts of the transition process back to school. Exactly, exactly. And we were actually talking, I don't know if um, you guys know this, but Courtney and I, both of our husbands are special education teachers. <laughs> yeah, they're both teachers, yeah. So we have some inside tips from what they would like. Well, I used to teach too, so I have a couple of tips too. But yeah. The first one that is super important that seems like it would be a, I don't want to say a no-brainer because that's not very nice, but it seems like it would be something that you would have is to make sure that all of your child's teachers have a copy of the IEP. Now, I have a story behind that, Courtney. <laughs> yes, I have a story about that too as a speech therapy assistant. So you can tell your story first and then I'll tell my story second. And, and we were talking about... Um, you know, I have professional Markeisha and then I have um, mama Markeisha that comes out sometimes. And that that's the one that Dre kicks me sometimes when I'm at meetings and he kicks me under the table. Um, and it was uh, Joe starting kinder and no fault to the teacher. There's a lot of crazy things we want to acknowledge. Like we said, both our, we're in education both our husbands in education. So we know the behind the scenes for teacher get really crazy. And that's why we are giving you this tip to have a copy to give to the teacher because you can be helping them out. They may not have gotten around to it. The RSP teacher may not have gotten a chance to give it to them. They may, they may be brand new. I was brand new and I didn't even know how to log in to SACE is what we use out here in California to get the kids IEP. So there's lots of things. We're not just saying that the teachers are being reckless, but we're just saying to have that copy so that you can give a copy to your child, um, your child's teacher, so they can be aware of um, what accommodations and things they need on the first day, um, or at least aware that they have an IEP, right? I think you have right. to for that. Right. Joe's kindergarten teacher was like, what IEP? And she was <laughs> thankful that I had a copy to give her you know, prior to school starting so that she could make some um, adjustments for him to have a good first day of school and not just for him to have a first day of school for her also, because I think you had, you had a pretty um, interesting story that happened with Craig. In the yeah. Yeah. So his story was, you know, it's the first week of school, you're doing meet and greets, get to know you. Um, and he called on a student to read aloud and the student erupted with a negative behavior, um, actually eloped or left the room. And um, of course he followed him. <laughs> it's like, hey, I can see I upset you. You know, can you help me understand that? And he goes, don't you know I can't read? Mm. And my husband was like, actually, I didn't know that. I right. felt terrible. And then two periods later, in walked the resource teacher with a copy of the IEP that would have helped him understand right. that. But my story as a speech therapy assistant is one that any therapist or anybody providing minutes on an IEP will shiver. They'll just, it's our worst nightmare. Yeah. 
So it was parent-teacher conference. So that is about first quarter of school, okay? So first quarter of school is wrapping up. I had a parent pop into the speech room to see how her child's speech therapy was going. Uh, a rock uh, just dropped in my stomach because I wasn't servicing her child because I didn't know they existed. I was never notified. And that is another reason to be proactive. So in my mind, I was, my wheels were spinning. Was this my mistake? Okay. Obviously I owe this child, you know, compensatory minutes. How did this happen? And how it happened is when they registered, somehow they did not mark special education because the parent didn't think speech therapy was special education. Okay. And so she didn't mark it. Mm-hmm. And so then when they pulled and did, and so when the records come, but they come slowly from out of state. Yes. So by the time everything caught up, I just had to look at the mom and I had to say, well, unfortunately, this is the first I'm hearing of your child needing those services. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to make this right. And I really appreciate you stopping by because I don't know how many more weeks would have gone by before I was told. And so I think there's that delicate balance that all of us parents are in where we don't want to be that parent causing trouble, um, you know, getting a reputation. I know that I, you know, I don't want that. But at the same time, actually, you have to be proactive because mistakes happen and they're not always like what you were saying. We're not saying mistakes. I want to service the kids. I made every effort to do that. I, it wasn't because I didn't want to do my job. It was the fact that multiple things we had in place that should have caught that to make sure they were on our schedule um, didn't happen. And so mistakes do happen. And so by you being proactive, reaching out um, and doing some of the things we're going to suggest today will help um, decrease the chances of that kind of gap in service happening for your child. Absolutely. Um, I do have some news to break to you, though. I kind of do have a reputation, but it didn't start with Joe. It actually is how I advocate for all my kids. Um, He's just the last little hall. And so it's the reputation proceeds. I already knew you were coming. Uh, I I have a little reputation myself. But you know what? I also have a reputation of being kind and getting things done. And um, so it's kind of both. Like they know I know my rights. They know I'm going to be asking. But they also know I always start with a collaborative attitude. And then we go from there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we go from there. I am also... Appreciate uh, uh, collaborate. Collaboration is collaboration and communication. Let me get my words out. Is is very key. Like I said, we um, are in the field of education ourselves, so we know that it's not always the teacher not wanting to do their job. Sometimes, like we said, they're new. Um, they can't get in. It's crazy going back to, you know, back to school and there's a lot of behind the scenes that goes on. And that's why a lot of um, those teachers were appreciative. They're like, oh, good. I have this ahead of time so I can take a peek season, you know, see what kind of things that are going to help them have a better first day as the teacher and the right. child have a first day instead of waiting for um, 
you know, waiting. What is it? Catch like we're trying to catch them. Like, aha. Yeah, exactly. And it's email. It's it's happening through like putting it in their box. How many things go in their box? It's IT setting them up. There's a different system for grading usually than there is a different system to accessing the IEPs and 504 plans. So you're literally relying on three or four different departments. And that's why I'm saying like mistakes happen, not because people don't want to do their jobs or don't care about our kids, but literally because of you know, we, we've talked about this before, the systems of care and how things are designed. They are not easy. There's not a straight path. Yeah. Um, and I won't divert, you know, go on to that with like for my daughter right now. It's like, this is insane. The number of steps I'm having to do when she's already in the state system for having a disability, there should be like a streamline, but we can dream about that for the future. But for right now, that doesn't exist. And so we're relying on a lot of different departments. So get a copy, if you whatever copy you have, to make the, your um, teacher aware, to make the day better for your teacher and for your child. Yep. Most important for your child. Because yep. you can be upset about them not having it and not knowing, but the person that's going to have the repercussions of that is your child. Yep. So yeah, so let's um, let's start the year off right and just go ahead and I don't know if you had a copy of this, um, but here's a copy of their IEP. And, um, you know, let's open it up for any discussion. What leads to the next thing is communication systems or logs or communicating. Yep. It's so it's so important. And what I love about the world we live in today is there's a lot of um teacher and district approved apps and different ways that you can communicate um, and stay in touch with your child's teacher. And um, we both know, both for, you know, past clients that we've helped advocate for on our own kids, sometimes there is some pushback on that. So having the reasons why you're asking and trying to um, keep it reasonable, but also having it's more than a want. And that's what I've always um, come to the table with too, is it's more than a want. My daughter's non-speaking and she has medical issues. And um, one of the new things that, that we're facing is that um, some of her muscles are weakening. And so her body communicating. And so going to the restroom is a big deal. And so I actually, you know, we're, we keep it real here as parent to parent here. Um, I have to track that. I have to track that particular movement, if you will. And so it's a medical need. I now have a new prescription that I'm supposed to give her if so many days have passed before we have that. And so that's that's a need, not a want. And so really um, making sure your child's not being bullied, making sure they're um, eating their lunch, that they're getting their services that are supposed to be in place. That is not, you know, a want, that's a need. And the need, when you explain that, um, it's there. And you can, you can put that on your IEP because it says, how will we communicate? And there's a standard box, right? Tell them. Yeah. (laughs) Want to tell them? It says uh, quarterly progress notes, right? That's usually like the standard statement um, or, you know, 
teacher conferences and quarterly progress notes. Okay, that's a minimum, but that doesn't mean that's the only thing that can go there. We've actually put on there um, communication, constant communication about medical needs, or you can put, you know, if you're working on behaviors, right, and you're trying to look at interventions um, and which ones are working and which ones are not, if you're not, we don't want to find that out at the quarterly progress note. Yes. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. And me and Dre were talking about this and, and probably me and you and me and Jen and me and a lot of people um, is that with um, the OG3 with Taylor and Jordan, when they were having um, or if they were having an issue at school, they were like, oh, man, this math sucks. This <laughs> is so hard, mom. I, I'm going to need help with this. Or could you review this? I don't know why I'm getting choked up. Um, it's important important and it is emotional because um, they are able to tell me about their day Um, you know they're super tall kids I don't know if you guys know out there but my kids are like super tall so we didn't have to worry about them being bullied when they were younger but if someone was messing with them they would still be able to communicate that with me Yep. so although Josiah is speaking he's not able to he just repeats kind of the same thing that he does every day. And um, he's not able to tell me when he's struggling with something. So the only way I know that is um, if is when his teacher communicates that with me, which we established that. Um, and we'll, we'll have another thing we'll, we're going to be talking about bullying, but that's how I found out. It was through the communication with his teacher because he didn't come home and tell me that. And that was an important part um, of his of his school days, you know. Yeah, for them and to be able to be safe and for us to be able to know the things that we need to help him and work on because he's not right. home. He's just saying, "Yeah, bump second grade, it's good." You know, thumbs up, it's good. And I, you know, and then I read back in the notes and I'm like, "Okay, I need to, you know, look in his backpack for, you know, because other kids are like here, come sign this." Yep. Sign this, mom. I need to do this. This was um, my projects due on Thursday. I need to go to Target and get, you know, foam, whatever. These are the things that um, he's not doing yet. Um, so having those little things in place um, is a need for him right now for us to be able to best support him at at home. And so. What I like what you brought up too is that it's not, it doesn't have to be everything. You can be specific. Like you're, I just need to know about the medical needs. Like I don't need to know that she was playing with um, you know, Sally at lunch. And yeah. you know, I don't need to know his day by a day, play by play. I need to know the, you know, something very specific. Um in fact, um on that note, one of Hannah's past teachers actually sent a Google form that said what things are important for me to communicate to you? And I I was so impressed with that for a couple of reasons. The things that she thought might be important weren't the things that mattered yeah. to me. So she was kind of in her mind, like not wasting, but like, okay, I put effort and time into that, but that's not what the parent wanted. It's almost like, you know, have you heard of like love language or whatever? It's like verbal, you know, it's figuring out what my love language was what I needed to know what was going to make me feel safe 
that my kid was being taken care of, that these things were happening and to make sure she was communicating the things that were most important. And then she kind of created her own little form and it can be her that year. It was a lot of check marks, like Mm -hmm. had speech, had this. Um, And so it didn't take a lot of time. You know, her high school teacher, um, now this is not for everybody, and I know I have special circumstances, so don't go expecting your teacher to do it. But for us, she graciously allows me to have her cell phone number because a lot of students in her class get picked up. The front desk can't find them, whatever. And so I'm very, very respectful of that. I'm not doing that on the weekends, right? I'm not sending her midnight texts about non-essential things. But I am able to communicate with her like, hey, I'm going to be there in 10 minutes to pick Hannah up for her doctor's appointment. Can you make sure she's ready? Because they have to change her diaper. Mm -hmm. They have to get her up to the office. You know, this takes a few minutes to do. And so, again, whether it's an app, a log, there's just a lot of different ways that you can do that. And it builds relationships. And my husband most constantly say, people are like, what's your key to classroom management? She's like, he's like, man, I have relationships. I get to know my kids. I know what, when they're having a bad day, I can tell when they're off. And um, they respect me because, you know, he treats them like he should, a human, you know. And so when you have those relationships with your teacher, I've tried to explain this so many times. Mistakes have happened. Things have happened, and I'm always way more understanding, Mm -hmm. and I actually know the kind of effort and the kind of teacher they are. So when that happens, my first reaction is, oh, it must have been a really hard day that that, this mistake happened with – with Hannah's medicine or something that that's unusual Mm -hmm. instead of that. Why, why are they not prioritizing that? Right. Right. That does help. And I think that's just like the basis that we come around so far (laughs) in all of our um, podcast topics is is communication. I mean, relationship, we're not talking about, you guys don't have to be a Starbucks and meeting out on on the weekends. We're just talking about a, you have a, a mutual um, desire for your child and lots of teachers call their students, their kids too. It gets confusing because yeah, they're like, Oh, I have 28. (laughs) To help them succeed. And it's talking, communicating. Like you said, even if it's things that aren't, um, everything doesn't go right. I don't know. Just because we're IP coaches doesn't mean that everything goes right. Um, But we are able to, communicate from knowing what my what, knowing what my rights are and knowing what he needs and how to present that to the team where it can be collaborative but also if it's not knowing what what makes me feel better as a parent is knowing that if there is something that isn't right what the next steps could be right not that you have to take them but you do have the right to take them right if you need to and um being able to know that I am not helpless, you know, in the situation with, you know, cause parents don't like to feel like, like, like that's where I feel like a lot of the tension comes from is, um, I don't know what, how to help my kids. So I'm going to just. Right. Fight. Put it out there. Yeah. yeah so I'm just gonna, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I can't get my word. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not knowing that this is the step, this is the step, this is the step. A lot of um, uh, different groups, 
sat there and was like, oh, just take it to the top when it could be something that is established um, with your child's teacher and with the team. Um, and it doesn't have to necessarily be with everyone, like Josiah's OT teacher. Um, I don't need as many, you know, updates and things like that. I, right. I could see what's going on with those types of things as opposed to his speech because we're trying to work on different things so he can can be able to um, tell us those things. So, yep. Communication. Communication. Both um, parties. And like we said, we're not find out what works for both parties and um, get that in place for a That's nice right. transition. So I oh think. Oh my gosh, do you hear that? We're having a huge monsoon. It just yeah. shook the house. So if you guys hear any of that, or my dog, that is why. She does not like storms. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't get those very often out here. When we do in California, we freak out. Ah, it's raining. <laughs> Speaking of communication, though, um, and not having your child just be, um, let's, let's just say, the, the stuff that goes on the IEPs, although we're know that it's important to know where your kid is so that we can, you know, so appropriate accommodations and um, goals can be made. But those those tests and those things, they suck. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, like my daughter's IEP is 38 pages and each section has a lot of different things. So you would have to sift through a lot of pages to maybe come out with the short list of the overall things that she's working on, even if we're not tracking them in a goal and what works best for her, how to motivate her, what those types of things they're in there, but why not, you know, highlight them in a, I call it a highlight reel, right? All about me. We right. see that going around, but it's like, put a one pager, they can still go um, and dig around and find the, you know, in-depth version, but why not give them a cliff note of like the highlights of what they're working on, what motivates them. Yes. You know. Plus having a meet my child form or all about me, like a one pager, um, you get to present your child to the teacher uh, yeah. um, as opposed to what those things on the IEP says. They're not positive because they're just telling where they are. So it's a lot of things that they are, you know, you see a lot of things like below, what grade level, below yeah. average. Um, oof, some of them you can't even um, rate, you know, some of the things because they're, you know, all the things that you, it feels right. like all the things that your child can't do. Right. Um, on black and white. And that's what the teachers That's what they get. Yeah. What can they do? School year. So, yeah. What we like to do is like a meet my child for me, like, hey, he has a family, he has two dogs, he loves, um, he has two older brothers. So if he says something crazy, he's got two teenage brothers. <laughs> and they're teenage boys. So I apologize for that, but you know, he might oh, his new thing is um we don't take <laughs> we don't we don't take L's, we only take W's. That's my second grader. That's <laughs> I love it. Yeah, because he's listening to his teenage brother. So I let him know, you know, he has these other things about him. Like these are three things, three words that I choose to describe him as. 
these are things that he definitely doesn't like, right? Like on the first day of school, it's nice to know like just these these three things might make the day go a different <laughs> a different type of way. And um yeah, just having them see the whole child. I guess that's what right. I mean. the right. whole child. We have a family. These are things like if you want to start a conversation or I saw that um I think you were doing one and you were um on Hannah's AAC device. Yeah. We talked about her first you know, so she can participate in the first day of school and they went river rafting. I saw that. Right. We went river rafting. And like you were saying, you know, expressive language, being able to participate. Oh man, I knew I was going to mess that one up. Participate um, in those different discussions of back to school are so important. It's an inclusion thing, but it's also like giving them some starting points. Yes. So if your child isn't able to say, you know, I have two brothers or this is where we went, why not give them say, hey, it looked like that you went here this summer. Is that true? And most of the kids will take it from there. Right. But that, you know, very open end question is like, well, that was a long time ago, you know, type of a thing. So yeah, I put that in there. And then I also sent her physical therapist some additional pictures. And I said, um, you know, I kind of gave a shout out on social media about um, the different things that different physical therapists have helped her learn that helped her be able to um, go river rafting. And so I want to thank you because balancing transfer, these different things that she's been working on at school did help her get into the river raft, did help her hold her core up so she could sit up and participate in that. And so um, she's like, oh my gosh, I'm saving these. I'm so excited. And then she was going around telling the team about it. Look what Hannah did this summer. And their job's hard. Give them some kudos. Um, let them know that because really a lot of the things that our kids are working on, they're years in the making, you know? And so some therapists, if I have their contact, I'll let them know. I mean, Hannah, when Hannah learned to sign pancake, I went back and found all the speech therapists I could. And I'm like, guess what our girl signed today? And they love that. I love that as a SLPA. Um, it's helping reinvigorate them for their, for their career. And we know anybody in public education is, uh, it's been a rough couple of years. It's been a rough couple of years. I mean, it's been going rough for a while, but 2020 till through, it's just added to it, you know, uh, staff shortages. And we didn't get into that and probably don't have time to fully unpack that. But that is another reason to be proactive, yes. to give the about me sheet, to communicate. Because yes. I don't know what California is doing, but the great state of Arizona decided, you know what? We have a teacher shortage. So what we're going to do is lower the bar. Yeah. So now um, you can start teaching before you're done with your degree. So instead of being going through all your schooling, then do your student teaching, then getting your license, and then being put in the classroom, they're saying, we have so many vacancies. We cannot wait for you to get your degree. So while you're in school, yeah. you can start teaching. Okay, that may seem like it's solving a problem, but let's take that back. We already have teachers that didn't get proper training for special education, who my husband is has his master's degree and had one class, one quarter or semester or whatever, talking about you may have some students with special needs. Right. They didn't give him strategies. They didn't teach him about an IEP. They didn't teach him about he's learned that, but that wasn't something that was taught in his program. So let's take that. And then on top of it, now we have people who haven't even finished classroom management, um, background information, 
for teaching and now they're in the classroom. Nice. So you very well may have a teacher or some other sort of professional working with your child who has zero experience with their diagnosis, right. their disability, with the interventions. And so being a proactive, collaborative parent is more important than ever. It is more important than ever. And and why that and why we would like to empower you guys with this information. It's not um, to try to get get somebody because you see this, the situation in Arizona. It could be a teacher that has a heart, um, a person that has a heart for it, and is going to be learning. And you can be parents have a, a wealth of knowledge. When I first started in special education, the things that I know now came directly from my parents. They knew things that I did not learn. And I do have my master's in special education, right. but I still didn't learn the things that I learned in the classroom from the parents um, when we started having them in for family day. And that's why communication, I was like, it's just so important. Yeah. I learned so many things. So we're telling you guys out there that you have knowledge that your teachers don't have. Yep. And they need, it. They need a partner. Yep. They need people who are going to be helping them and uh, looking beyond the, the maybe the face of the issue or the current issue and like, why is that happening? How did this happen? And so um, I think sometimes my special ed director gets annoyed with me because I'm like, but I don't just want to fix this issue today. Like, I want to know, like, what is the district going to do? And he's like, right. I was thinking big picture, Burnett. You're always thinking big. I am because I know there's going to be another parent that maybe yeah doesn't have the words or doesn't understand that they can go and ask for that. I want them to have access to field trips. I want their child to be included in prom. That's so there's a lot of different things that when we go, like, how can we make that more inclusive? Or how can we help them invite um, all students to participate? That's more than just solving my problem for today. I'm really sorry if you guys can hear my dog panting. I'm hoping you can't, but she's like literally right here on my side. I'm petting her. She's freaking out. So we're just keeping this. It's okay. <laughs> so those are some really good tips. And um, so we really hope they help you guys out. Yeah. So just to recap, get a copy of the IEP out. Um, communication, find out the communication um, apps or things that your teacher may already be using and see how you can individualize it for your child and make sure that they know what you want communicated because we don't right. need, you may not you don't need to be you might not need a blow by blow of their day um you just may need to be focusing on one or two things right and um do a one-sheeter or meet my child or all about me um prior to the school starting so they know a few things if they're not able to um you know when they ask that question what did you do that summer uh, right. this summer and starting point for some of those a starting point yeah, yeah. definitely needs a starting point because we went to cancun but he told somebody that we were in san bernardino for vacation is that the funnest place is is that fun i don't know not as fun as it doesn't sound like your mom <laughs> they know us over there and then if Hannah, if she could could tell them verbally, they'd probably be like, no way you went river rafting. And um, I've had so many people reach out to me like, did you, 
did you really do that? I was like, yeah, we really did that. Um, so I love putting that stuff on there for her to share because she deserves to participate Absolutely. and going up to the whiteboard. Um, she's even learned how to do that. So she knows how to propel herself forward to the whiteboard. And then she knows when her turn's over now, she rolls back to her spot. Okay. But that's through them saying, you know, it's your turn waiting. One of her goals at school was to propel herself and to learn to turn, you know, not run people over. That was a good goal. Um, and so she's working on it, and it's working because now she knows when she's bowling, she propels herself up to her spot, but she only thinks she gets one turn, and then she's done. I'm like, no, girl, you had two turns. I tried to tell her. <laughs> so right there, we worked on something at school. It's carried over into something fun like bowling. Mm -hmm. And you can just build off that with so many different things. So it's exciting. It is exciting. I love to hear that. Well, we can chit chat forever. We actually get in trouble with each other because we don't start on time for these recordings right. because we're chit chatting about there's so many issues. We have a plethora of content. It keeps the internet keeps providing us with districts across the country um, and the different things that they think are okay. Right. Um, we have a plethora of topics to cover this year, so don't worry. Don't you worry. We'll we'll keep your podcast queue full. Yep. <laughs> So thank you guys for taking the time to listen um, to Transitioning Back to School, part two. And um, we will see you at the next podcast episode. Yep. Yeah.